Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Our Notre Dame Football Saturday continues with Legacy Heating and Air Game Day. And your hosts, Tim Growl and Vince Tatario. We are live at the Ivy Court Inn and Suites, just across the street from the Linebacker Lounge. It is Navy Week, and we salute the Navy midshipmen and all the respect that we have for them and their service with that intro of Anchors Away, the Navy song. It is Navy Week, which means tremendous respect. It means God, country, football, as your 16th-ranked Fighting Irish take on the 21st-rated midshipmen of the Naval Academy. This is the 93rd meeting of the longest uninterrupted intersectional rivalry rivalry in college football. It all started in 1927. Notre Dame leads the series with 78 wins, but that win total doesn't reflect just how hard fought each and every game is. No matter the score, the games are played all the way to the end. Out of the last 13 contests, seven have been decided by 10 points or less, and of course there's four Navy wins in there. So there's no doubt about it the Irish have their hands full today with the Navy's potent offense a big play passing game and a revived defense here to help me with the show steer it along give his opinion and he's got a lot of them his wife says uh, <laughs> none Vince, of them are right though <laughs> blue, blue and gold illustrated WSBT's Vince the dairy events good morning good morning yeah this is uh we're actually indoors which is different so I'm not wearing 13 layers which is always nice uh, and you're shaved, I'm and you're shaved. quaffed, I, and everything. I'm telling you, man. I, you know, <laughs> but uh, no, this is an exciting week, and because you don't usually think of this game having the national implications that it does, but to be honest, <clears throat> both of these teams are potentially playing for a New Year's Six opportunity. Uh, both teams ranked in the AP poll for the first time since 1978 when they play each right. other. I mean, this this is a big game nationwide, not just here. Uh, and I'm excited to see how it goes. This is a very, very talented Navy team. They're, they're, this is not a pushover game. This is not, oh, it's just another Navy game. Right. You know, th- This is a serious situation, and if Notre Dame doesn't take this game and put it in the upper echelon of importance, um, you know, there could be a negative outcome if you're a Notre Dame fan. Right, and, I, and we'll briefly we'll talk more about it later, but as I was saying in the opening there, we're used to their triple uh, option offense. Yes. But we have a big play offense now. They've only completed about 33 passes, but I think somewhere close to 700, 800, 900 yards for well, those. Well, their leading receiver uh, averages 27 point something yards per reception, mm-hmm. uh, which I think he's got maybe eight or nine catches, three of which are for touchdowns. Right. Uh, he's 6'5". So, I mean, he's going to match up Nightmare with whoever you put on him. He's not going to be in a submarine, uh, I take it. Uh, he's not in that division. <laughs> no, I don't think they're going to be squeezing him in there <laughs> at all. Uh, but, no, Notre Dame, I mean, Navy has 
potent <clears throat> options, uh, all led by Perry, their quarterback. I mean, he is he is electric. I mean, and obviously they rise and fall with how well he plays. But man, he is shifty. It is hard to get a solid hit on him because just when you think you've got him squared up, he'll just shift his hips just a little bit, either make you miss or just not get a clean hit on him. Right. Uh, I mean, he is absolutely electric, and and he's not afraid to throw the ball. And so you have to. You have to be careful because Navy can get behind you, and they'll throw to their slot backs. They'll throw to their receivers. I mean, uh, this is a dangerous team. And they got a defense this year. Their defense is excellent. They fly around the football. They'll put in a couple of 300-pounders <clears throat> up front, uh, which you don't really see that often from Navy. Uh, no, I won't. I won't crack a joke about where you're gonna. We're, we're gonna. What ship they're gonna put those guys on? But man, that's unbelievable. Yeah. You, so you've got two, two to three 300-pounders that you're gonna see. So they're gonna take up space up front, and if you allow their linebackers to flow around and and make plays without getting to them if you're an offensive lineman you're in trouble their middle linebacker Fago is uh 6 240 he he had offers other places besides navy uh, and some decent off big 10 uh mac i mean he could have gone and played football at a lot of other places and uh he's a sophomore and he's a player and so if you can't get your hands on him it's gonna be a long day in the run game well, it's going to be a good game. It's a it's a shame. It's not we're going to break that sellout streak. But I understand there's a lot of games in November. It's there cold are. out there. I'm sure you came in the same drive that I did, and it's it's so sparse out there. It it's, is. it's startling, actually. Yeah. Well, my my one of my really good <clears throat> friends is an Uber driver, and he's he's just driving around aimlessly this morning. There's not a whole <laughs> lot going on for him, so I feel bad for him. But uh, you know, he and I will get together, and we'll we'll toast up the Irish before the game starts. You got it. You got it. So let's talk some uh, Navy memories with uh, our first guest on the show. And we have uh, the 1972 Irish All-American and team captain, uh, John Dampier, alongside uh, the senior team manager from that team, uh, Lou Ferrello. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, you guys. How hey, guys. How are we doing today? We're doing we're do- doing good. John, let's uh, start with you. Um, first of all, um, you told me the other day, which was an interesting, nice segue or whatever, that uh, you got the uh, game ball in the Navy game that you played. Was that 1972? That would have been in 72. We game balls went to seniors. Yep. Okay. Tell us about a little bit about that game and uh, what, what, you, what you respect about Navy. Oh, Navy is somebody you respect uh, for what they do. Uh, if I hadn't gone to Notre Dame, I probably would have gone to Navy. I mean, most people think because I was Texas, it was going to be Texas. But uh, I had uh, an opportunity, but you have to go back. That was in uh, Vietnam. And also, I had 2200 vision as a kid, and I was going to be very limited in what I could do in in the various things. So they, they, uh, and I said, you know, and I chose not to. And it's kind of the only one that I said, you know, in the back of my mind, I I, I respect them so much. All the accounts. The thing that was. uh, so that would have been in 72, so that was the away game. Okay. Uh, because we play odds here and, and evens on the road. So that would have been in the Philadelphia game. And the only surprise I had is I didn't realize that the game ball was actually the ball that was on the field on the last snap. Oh, my, I, my football had. Really? Na- Navy had the ball. <laughs> my football had. I'm assuming one of the. We, we had to collect. Yeah, we had to make sure we got the ball. So that was. Uh, one wow. of the jobs after the game. That was one of your jobs, Lewis, right. to get the ball. They right. use the actual. I wonder when we have to yeah. check into that. When that tree, uh, trends changed, but go ahead, John. No, and so uh, I, I was a fairly consistent player. I mean, I, I uh, uh, so I would grade fairly high, and because He's being very modest, I think. So, <laughs> and because of that consistency, uh, is is that's what 
I was able to uh, be recognized as the person. Now, back in those years, it was kind of a regular basis that we kind of beat them by a large number of points versus our current the last 15 years. It, absolutely. Yeah, that game John's talking, I think we, we probably beat it. I think it was by two two or three touchdowns that we beat them. Although, you well, know. They, was compa- you know, they were always although, competitive. Although, it, in looking at it, uh, I was surprised, uh, Tim, we beat them in seven. Now we had the best football team in the country in 1970. That was Theismann's mm-hmm. senior year, and we had the best team in the country. That happens to be the largest margin of victory in this series. Uh, we won 56 to seven, Oof. and that's one of the things you have to remember, though, is Era ser- say he served in the Navy, and he did not want to run up the score on them. And it was just one of those things. We were. We were in a score from anywhere at any time. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. I mean, even nowadays, getting that many points is very difficult against Navy because your possessions are so limited. You almost have to score on defense or, you know, some other way to get 56 on the Naval Academy. That, exactly. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, that 72 year, I'm looking at some of these scores here, was you're actually 42-23. So they scored some points, yep. right. you know, and you had to score some points too. And the year before that was 21-0. I mean, a close game, too. So you did have some close games back there. So Era, uh, being from the Navy, uh, he talked to you guys beforehand about what to expect and what, not not just about not run up the score, but what to expect on the field. Well, he actually invited uh, somebody in. To yeah, I mean, we, we uh, talking about, uh, about the game that, that our senior year where John got the game ball, uh, and I know I think Charlie Weiss probably started the tradition where the teams join each other for the alma mater after the game. We didn't necessarily do that in those days, but mm-hmm. – I thought of this story earlier in the year. Navy's coach that year was a guy named Rick Forzano, okay. who later on went to coach the Lion, Detroit Lions for a couple years. And interestingly enough, he and Era were born in Akron, Ohio. And, you know, I think John can attest to this. The way we would look at coach was out of respect to him. And after the game, uh, we were walking across the field to meet Rick Forzano, and, she, and, and coach was always – as he always was a gentleman and, and always, you know, made sure to say something positive, you know, to the opposing coach and such. And uh, But the look on Rick Forzano's face when he saw Era was the same look I saw a hundred times from the guys on the team who just had such a respect for him. And, in fact, it was, it was funny because Rick said, you know, said, sir, I'd be honored if you would stand with me while they play the Navy hymn, which is a beautiful Navy blue and gold, sure. which is a tremendous song. And so we stood there with Coach Frazano, and it was uh, something I'll never forget. And I think, uh, I think Coach Frazano just passed away earlier this year uh, in January. But uh, a lot of, lot of tie-ins, as John said, Coach was with the Navy, and uh, they both grew up together you know, in Akron. Sure. So. We're with uh, Lou Perillo, a senior team manager on the 1972 team, and Irish All-American team captain John Dampier, Tim Growl, Vince D- D'Addario. So um, they played no matter what the score or whatever. I know most teams say, oh, we're going to play to the end, but every team doesn't play to the end if they're way behind. Navy plays to the end no matter what the score. Absolutely, and that's one of the things that's, that's interesting about <laughs> playing against the academies. I and mean, all three academies were the same, and that is on against most teams – you could take a little bit of time off. If the ball was going the other way, mm-hmm. you could you were you were in the play, but against the Naval Academy, you had to go because they were trained to go to the whistle. And so until the whistle blew, your your head was on the swivel. So you wanted to make sure you were hustling to the ball. Because that's when you get hurt. When you're Absolutely. not hustling yep. is when you get hurt. And against the Naval Academy, 
or all the academies, you had to go until the whistle blew. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't have rules back then about oh, blo- could, blocks behind the play and going, things like that's that. That's right. You you we had hey, and not that they were being dirty. I want to get that out of the way. That is not the case. Crack back blocks is it what you're talking part, about. It was, yes. part, it was part of it. It was Absolutely. part of the game that they have eliminated. But Correct. that's exactly right. When you could back then, if somebody wasn't looking, you could take them out. Absolutely. Wow. Um, so, Joe, well, well, let's get get into the rest of some of your career and everything you know, against the Navy or whatever. Uh, Talk about, and I know we might have talked about this before, but when you were a recruiter, remind me, was it a position coach or error, or what was the uh, some other deciding factor? Who started the process with you? It was actually a position coach. I was very fortunate because I played uh, in the stadium where they wrote about Friday Night Lights out in West Texas. Oh, my and favorite show. Permian. <laughs> per- I played at Permian <coughs> Stadium. Did you really? I did. Well, and, awesome. and there happened to be somebody, uh, O'Neill, O'Neill Hall, one of the uh, board of directors from uh, Notre Dame, was at the game, wrote a letter to Notre Dame and said, we think you ought to contact this kid. <coughs> and I got a letter saying, could you send us some film? And I sent in the film, and that started the process. I think... To my knowledge, I'm the only guy who never met Era before I showed up on campus. Wow. He, he, wow. he, he always he didn't like to, the recruiting process, so he wouldn't go on the road. Mm-hmm. But you had to meet with him on Sunday morning. Every player I've talked to has a story about how intimidating it was to go in coach's office and sit down <laughs> and talk to him. And it was, he was very direct. Well, I was a discus thrower, so I, was, I only had one weekend free. And he had a, a coaching convention, so I never met Coach before I showed up on campus. It is amazing <laughs> how much recruiting has changed. <laughs> sure has. I mean, the fact that he they a letter was sent by basically a booster, or you know, <laughs> and hey, check this guy out, and all of a, there you go, scholarship yeah. ready to roll. That's and you fact. never met the head coach. I never met the head that coach. That is unbelievable. Wow. That what a great story. Lou, uh, era story or something you were going to maybe comment on there? Um, yeah, I mean it. it John's right. I mean, it certainly was intimidating when you'd walk in his office and he had uh, uh, kind of that stare that we all sort of knew. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, uh, certainly intimidating. There, I do remember, I think it was after John and I got I think it was two years later. In fact, I think it was his last season. Navy had a, uh, a, a pretty good team. And Coach used to say in a tight game, he'd, 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 uh, I know he said it in Purdue when we won in the, in the rain, Came in at halftime and says, boys, we're hooked in one. That was his way of saying, you know, we've got a tight one going. And we were playing Navy again back at the vet. And um, uh, Navy had a putter <coughs> named John Stufflebean. Yes. and Tony they, Roberts, we were just talking about that name a couple of weeks yeah, ago. What a name, right? They called him <laughs> Boomer Stufflebean because he kicked the ball out yeah. of the stadium. And he, uh, I think they were winning at halftime. And uh, Tommy, Tommy Clements threw a touchdown pass to Demerley. So we went up 7-6, and I think the game ended up uh, Randy Harrison intercepted a pass and returned it for a touchdown. But it was a very, very close, very close game. And uh, that was Era's, you know, that was his last season coaching. Okay. Uh, but uh, as John said, they always played you to the whistle. It was. Yep, they, they, they always do. This is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show on 96.1 WSBT from the Ivy Court Inn and Suites. We're with uh, senior team manager Lou Ferrello and John Dampier. John, so Eric coached from the tower, right, a lot? No, that's, he, he was in the tower some, but he Eric ran the offense. He was, okay. you know, Tom Pagna was the offensive coordinator, but Eric ran the offense. He, he coached the quarterbacks, and he spent an awful lot of time in the huddle. And, and I've told people a story. 
He knew more about every position than the position coach is. When I took my stance <coughs> very early in my career, Eric came out and he kicked my foot out about two inches and says, you need to widen your stance about that much. Wow. And Detail. so he, 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 was, he knew <coughs> every position. And so, no, he was – so he would be down in the huddle, offensive huddle calling the plays during practice. Okay. So, uh, he, you know, he'd go up in the tower. But So you never got that call from other players that said the voice of God from the tower never called your name out? <laughs> I, <laughs> not to my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, do you, what do you think? Yeah, you got I, a memory I on that? Bu- I, I got that once when he said, Lou, you parked the truck at the wrong yard line. <laughs> so I never – you didn't want to get that. Uh, you didn't want to get that. <laughs> That's call. what everybody says. You it didn't was want to the get voice that. Of That's God, great, John. He personally liked you. He came down to the field to talk to you instead of calling you out up above. <laughs> That's great. So, John, let's go to this year's team. What do you well, say for the offensive line? Let's look. Well, at that I think first. the offensive line. Before the season started, I said to my, I said that I thought this team was as good as last year's team, but I thought we would probably lose three games. We won some games last year that could have gone either way. Yep, right. And I think you know with a. Uh, <clears throat> the experience coming back, and I still think we we got blown out by Michigan. That was a fluke. I think we've got a good football team. Uh, I think that uh, the bookies are right. This is going to be a close game. I think uh, it uh, deserves that. But our our we've continued the tradition we've had for a long, long time. We have a very strong offensive line, strong tight end. I mean, how many tight ends have we had over the last? 50 years that have gone on and had really good pro careers and I, and I think we've got another one right now and yeah. I think we and all he's coming back next year he just announced that this week right which is that's a big deal huge yeah, yeah absolutely. Really Vince is. and I were commenting when we were watching the game last week how they seem Notre Dame seem to be running behind the two new guys um Rulin and um <coughs> can't think of the, the fill-ins for the two injured players right yeah, now right right, right? right. look Josh Lug. J- Josh Josh yeah, Lug well, or whatever. and I think that that just tells you uh not only how good the starters are for Notre Dame on the offensive line but the depth that they've been able to procure over the last few years I mean it hasn't been much of a drop-off uh no, with all right. those injuries no, that that's they've right. had. and and I think you need to give an awful lot of credit to Quinn Quinn's a great coach uh and he's <laughs> You know, you've got to have people that are ready to step in. Well, especially in pass protection. They, they were rated by Pro Football Focus as the best pass protection team in the country uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, I mean, they're, they're giving uh, Ian Book plenty of time to throw the football. Yeah, I was just looking at the latest thing. They are second rated among Power 5 teams yeah. in the country for the amount of sacks they're giving up when uh, he's dropping back and everything and mm-hmm. stuff, too. Hey, Vince, do we have those? Uh, I didn't, we didn't ask before, those oh, questions gosh. or not? Uh, Anything at all? Because John would be really good at we this. Have if them, we have them, but I'm going to have to pull them up. Okay. So give me all a right. minute. <laughs> so, Lou, your observation, because obviously you're a big football fan and everything. What are you seeing on this uh, this team? Well, uh, you know, I like uh, the, the defense. We had to replace the linebackers, obviously. But the defense I, I, I've been impressed with, they're, they're flying to the ball, flying around a lot. Uh, I think we've got some real talent at the back end. Uh, this kid Kyle Hamilton, he's the real. He's he sure real is, deal. and only a freshman, right? And only yeah. a freshman, and of course, uh, the other <coughs> two safeties have have experience. And Aloe Gilman's a former Navy player, so yeah, uh, absolutely. And I like, you know, he really supports the run very well. I think I like the way they come up and and, and do that stuff. So got to stop that fullback, don't I, we? I, I'm, I'm kind of a. <laughs> John was on the offense. I worked with Coach Schultz when I was here uh, uh, on the defensive plays. So. Uh, <coughs> I kind of lean towards the defense a little bit, maybe. That's well, good. John, go ahead. Well, I, I 
It's interesting. One little story. Uh, when I was uh, in the high school all-star game, the coach was the guy who invented the wishbone. Yeah, Emory, wow. Emory Ballard in 1968 went to the University of Texas, <coughs> and he's the one. He's the father of the wishbone, and they've had this. So right after he started, they went on that 30-game winning streak. They were right. national champs. We broke that. You winning did, streak yes. In the in the uh, Cotton Bowl, but they had won 30 games in a row, and it's uh, it's a very sophisticated offense, and you can't be that good in the wishbone and do the uh, passing mm -hmm. but in in navy this year is dangerous throwing the ball because you're committed to stop the or run you look for those safeties to come up and then they you're going to give up, it over you're going to give up some home runs <coughs> if you're not completely disciplined right so. what do we got vince Go all right so we got we we like to ask our guests four questions about the game today and you guys can give us your answers your thoughts and any, anything that that comes to mind with these questions all right number one which yardage total will be greater, Ian Book's total yards, passing and running, or Navy's team rushing yards? <laughs> These are not easy questions, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> well, Navy is averaging over 300 yards a game uh, rushing. Yeah, 350. I'm going to go with Ian Book. Okay. I like it. I'm going to agree. Very good. Two Ian Books. All right, question number two. Which number, which number will be greater, Chase Claypool and Cole Komet's total receptions or the number of tackles for Notre Dame's leading tackler? <laughs> we need Jeopardy music I know, right now. Right? I'll tell you what, that's, a <laughs> that's a good one because the, the tackle numbers are always higher, obviously. Yeah. When, you, when you play Navy, they get more plays off. They possess the ball longer. I'm, I'm going to go with the receptions. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with the tackles on this one. You're the defensive I'm guy, the right? Defensive. Yeah, there you That's go. Right. Keeping it. I love it. Offense, defense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number three. Over, under, four and a half total punts for both teams today. Total. <laughs> I'm going to go over. Four and a half. Six. That's a good, that's a good line, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think I'll go over, too, on that. Very good. We got faith in the Notre Dame defense, right? That, that's where that that's where that guess comes from for everybody. Right. That's right. Okay, good. Making them punt the ball. So that was a defensive answer. Yes, that's it. See, staying right in line. I like it. All right, last question for you guys: Who will have a hundred-yard rusher? Navy, Notre Dame, neither team, or both teams? So, kind of a multiple choice here. I don't think we've had a multiple choice yet this year. No, see, <laughs> mixing it up for you. That's right. Na Navy will. I think Navy probably, too, yeah, on that one. Yeah, I think the odds are probably in odds favor that, of that yeah. happening. They're going to have a lot more attempts uh, right. at that at that number, and That's it's right. probably going to be the quarterback, I would imagine. It, it, Malcolm Perry. Right. The yeah, fullback's we're, we're, pretty, yeah. pretty strong as well. Oh, yeah, they, the, the fullback's yeah. combined average over 100 yards yeah. a game. But they'll, they'll split carries, so that might bring their total individually down. But I think from the position – they could easily be over 100. And I think that's one of the things that uh, the Navy quarterback is, when he drops back to pass, that's when he's most dangerous on the run. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, and improvising and just being an athlete. Absolutely. You both want to hazard a guess at the uh, score? Uh, 28-21 Notre Dame. That's John Dan Perry. Yeah, Lou? I, I, I won't give the I, – I have a thing about giving the scores, but we'll win the game. All right. Love it. We'll take that in a close game. In a close game. In a close game. Hard, hard fought. 
that's senior team manager from 1972, uh, Lou Ferrello, and then John Dambier, a good a good friend of the show. We appreciate you coming out and, and bringing Lou. We've had an interesting conversation, and uh, hope this gets your day off to a good start and watch the game pull for the Irish later on. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank Go you. Irish. This is WSBT's Game Day. We're inside at the lobby of the Ivy Court Inn and Suites to get a reservation for your out-of-town guests or to book your own getaway. Call the Ivy Court at 574-277-6500. We'll be right back with more football talk on Michiana Sports Leader 96.1 WSBT. Game Day Show is brought to you by the aforementioned Legacy Heating and Air. Protect your family. Schedule an $82 tune-up and safety inspection with Legacy Heating and Air. Enjoy a worry-free winter. Schedule online at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. By Wings Etc. Grill and Pub. Good food, great times, and online ordering. Just go to WingsETC.com. By United Beverage. Encouraging you to enjoy responsibly. Drink wiser. By The Skillet. Why would you go through all the trouble of Thanksgiving when the skillet can do it all for you? Call the skillet today for a no-fret, no-mess Thanksgiving, 574-234-6069. By the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, together we can stop hunger. Learn more at feedindiana.org. And by your State Farm agent, Tim Growl, for all your insurance needs. Just call my guy, Tim, 232-9981. That's Vince. I'm Tim. This is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show on WSBT. We're in the lobby of the Ivy Court Inn and Suites, just across the street from the famous linebacker lounge. So stop on by. We've got some great uh, Fisher's Tips and Chips barbecue for you and a nice warm setting here and meet the guests and stuff. And as I talk about Fisher's Tips and Chips, let's give a shout out. Uh, I'm not sure Vince even knows uh, Rob's in the hospital right now. Oh, no. And we want to send our best to him right now. Um, uh, don't know how serious it is, but in any case, we want him to get better sooner than later and join us here at the at the show. And also, I want to give a shout-out. I just found out as the show started, a good friend of the show, a professor at Notre Dame, former uh, basketball player Chris Stevens. Yeah. Um, he's at home convalescing from pneumonia. Oh, my goodness. Stuff right now. So a uh, big shout-out to get well to uh, both those uh, uh, gentlemen. We want to see you back uh, real soon. So as we uh, prepare for uh, the Navy game at 2.30 p.m. later today on WSBT, our next guest is a local product. Uh, played and starred at Marion High School and then went on to play uh, at Notre Dame, including on the 1973 National Championship team. And we're glad and proud to welcome back to the show Tom Creevy. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Thanks for the invitation, Tim. Great to see you. I'm sorry that you did your did you have to leave your grandson's uh, game in progress or did you catch them before? My grandsons have three games today, oh. so I saw the first one. I may miss a little the second one, but I'll be back for the third. And one. where is that at? What school is that? We uh, give a shout out to them. They uh, play in the South Bend Rec League. Great. Uh, they're uh, both. One is nine years old. The other one is uh, eight years old. There you go. So that's uh, the fun. Those are the fun. It's a lot of fun. So two different venues: uh, O'Brien School for two games and Martin Luther King Center for the third game. I haven't uh, don't have any grandchildren yet, but four daughters playing sports, whatever. Some of my proudest moments are always standing for the national anthem at a stadium before my daughters would take take the field and stuff like that. I just high school sports, you know, or just sports in general, you know, all the way from four-year-olds on up i just think it's great you know and stuff too Absolutely. sure you're really proud of them sure so is. so tom let's uh <clears throat> let's start first 
Go back to because Vince is. So you got to go back. Yeah, that's, that's right. A long ways Vince back. is a Marion, a a Marion alumni too, and stuff. <laughs> that's Talk, right. Because you've been on before, but I don't think we talked about how did you get recruited and and was that your dream since you were right here in the backyard to play at Notre Dame? I uh, I've had a blessed life. My uh, my dad played for Coach Leahy, and was recruited actually to play baseball at Notre Dame, and so he had the opportunity to play baseball. And Frank Leahy wanted him to play football, so he played <coughs> football for Frank Leahy, baseball for Jake Klein. Oh, wow! And uh, yes. he was a kicker uh, on the 1941 team. And had uh, the privilege to play behind Angelo Bertelli, who won the Heisman Trophy. Mm -hmm. So uh, they had great teams then. Started then. uh, That year, uh, a vintage of players, uh, of course, went to school. Then they went to the war. So he was in the war for four years and actually came back and graduated in 48, like many others did. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow. So that so you were looking following Notre Dame obviously and stuff. So uh, out of Marion High School, who who came or who f- first made the first contact with you? It was Era okay. himself and uh, Dennis Murphy, okay. uh, a local uh, a staff member, but went to Adams High School. But mm-hmm. Era and Dennis were in charge of my recruiting locally here, and uh, uh, always wanted to go to Notre Dame. Uh, went to Notre Dame games as a youngster growing <coughs> up with my father. And uh, so it was hard uh, to look at other schools, but I, I was re- recruited by some other schools, but it, uh, it was tough to beat Notre Dame. Well, part of that was because of a state title at, at Marion, correct? Am I right about that? Well, uh, back then there weren't uh, playoffs. Right. So the top three teams were 10 and 0. So flip a coin. There you go. You know, who was the best? <laughs> uh, I mean, we would argue locally with the uh, South Bend, Washington people. Yeah, and that's Marion, right. we had two great teams. I have a lot of great friends on that Washington team. And uh, I think the third team was Marion, Indiana, was also undefeated. So Marion with an O. Right. Not A. Marion with an A. That's the important that's right. one. We won't get into a discussion about class football and everything <laughs> like this at this time. Not the appropriate place for us to, to do that. But obviously, Vince, being the young man that he is, must have seen something and recognizes your name, seen something about uh, that team winning the state title. Well, back. <laughs> yeah, and, and his kids were there when I was there. So ah, that, that kind of okay. uh, is where all that comes from. But, uh, yeah, the creepy name at Marion is a very, uh, very well-known name. So, uh, we're a tight-knit community over there with the Knights, so definitely know uh, Mr. Creevy and uh, uh, follow, you know, what he did at Notre Dame was, was outstanding. So I uh, was very glad that Eric came knocking on your door. That was that was very good. So was I. It was a privilege. Yeah. We're with Tom, uh, Tom Creevy here at the Ivy Corridan Suites on the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show, Tim Growl, Vince D'Addario. So, uh, Tom, let's uh, get into some Navy memories and stuff. So, um, first of all, we were just talking to John earlier about you know, Era had an infinity, and all of us do anyway, but he had even a closer infinity for, for Navy and everything, too. But what kind of speech or what did he tell to you guys before you would go into a game against Navy? Well, Era always respected Navy as, as well as he uh, respected <clears throat> all the opponents. But I, I think what people need to understand with a Navy player is their perseverance and, and fight. Um, most football teams uh, are coached a couple hours a day, maybe up to three to four hours to be able to compete and never give up. Uh, the Navy individual themselves, and thank God they are this way, that's a 24-7 it sure um, is. Uh, thing for them. So Era always told us they're never going to quit, and they never do. 
and they will fight you to the end, and thank God they do, because after they uh, graduate from the Naval Academy, uh, they're going to be in our armed forces, and we want that kind of individual leading our troops. We sure do. But uh, he had the highest respect for that team. They played hard, they played clean, and they played for the full uh, 60 minutes of the game. So in particular, let's talk about the 1973 uh, uh, game. What, what are your recollections of that game? I got to play a lot that game. Hey. I, you know, I, uh, <laughs> uh, I played enough to win a monogram my senior year and played behind a future uh, Outland Trophy winner, Ross Browner. Uh, Ross Browner and Jim Stock were the defensive ends, and Willie Fry and I were the s on second team. But we were all pretty much, at that time, the same size. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Ross and uh, Ross grew up to be a much bigger player. But uh, uh, in that era, uh, in playing for era, if, if you made a, a special play, uh, a lot of the players had stars put on their helmet. Okay. And I was fortunate enough to win a star for that game because I caused a fumble All uh, right. I, on a tackle in a Navy player. So uh, I had the privilege to earn a star for that game. So that's what I remember about the <laughs> Navy game uh, my senior year. That's awesome. And, uh, of course, that was one of the steps uh, we took uh, towards the national championship game against Alabama. What, what are your recollections of that national championship game? And, I mean, not – not everybody gets an opportunity to, you know, play in that kind of a game and that kind of an atmosphere and uh, just kind of your, your memories of that. It was a fabulous atmosphere. Um, we had all the respect in the world for that Alabama team coached by Bear Bryant. And uh, you have two coaching icons going at it against each other in that game. Uh, Bear Bryant and Era, who I think is the – the greatest coach and humanitarian ever. You, you never know when you're around greatness, but uh, Arrow was such a great coach. And, of course, all the work he did after he retired as a humanitarian, oh, raising money Raise for Neiman Pitt. Right. I mean, uh, you know, two, two great leaders, uh, two teams that, uh, you know, both teams were very disciplined. Uh, we didn't say anything to incite the other team, and they didn't either. I mean, it was just kind of, it was just all going to be fought out on the field, and we didn't need any lo locker room material uh, to put up to get the other team motivated. But uh, it was a great week. We had a great week of practice down there. Uh, we were all set to go out that game and play in gold shoes, believe it or not, on, on How cool is that? Wow. turf. But it rained too much. <laughs> And those shoes did not work in the rain. Needed a longer, <laughs> the longer spice, uh, so, right? So uh, they gave us uh, uh, basically uh, uh, team issuance kinds of things for teams that came into that stadium, played on that turf. We had to wear their shoes. But the team was really excited about to wear gold shoes. But Howard we, Cosell would have liked that because he was doing right, the color commentary. He was doing he that liked game. That. And, uh, but we did get to keep the gold shoes anyway. <laughs> but go. we didn't get to wear them. Tom, where were you on the sideline when Tom Clements went back in the end zone and threw the infamous pass to Robin Weber to basically keep the ball and not give it back to Alabama? Could uh, you see where you're at that he even made the catch? Uh, I couldn't see if he made the catch because, you know, being at a low level, right. you, you couldn't see all the way across the field. We were just kind of, you know, uh, upset about the, the play before it was a penalty. So – they moved us back from like the six-yard line to the three-yard line, and it I was remember. oh my goodness, you know, uh, 
what next? What else could go wrong? And lo and behold, uh, uh, Tom uh, Clements and uh, Robin Weber pulled that miracle play out. I just saw on ESPN they're doing all this 150-year anniversary stuff, and that play was one of the top ten out of all the plays in the history of football. That play. I still remember watching that as a young man. You weren't even around then. No, so. no, I wasn't. <laughs> hey, do we have um, – you, you follow a team every yes. Saturday? Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to give you some – uh, thought-provoking questions okay. here. <laughs> yeah, that, well, yes, okay. <laughs> All right, so we like to ask our guests four questions about the game today, and uh, many of them are multiple choice or over-under, so uh, we'd love to get your opinion. So here we go. Uh, number one, which yardage will be greater, Ian Book's total yards, rushing and passing, or Navy's rushing yards? I think Ian Book will have a good game. I have all the respect in the world. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he'll run for over 100 yards, and he'll throw for over 250. So uh, I think uh, Notre Dame will have uh, over 350 yards from Ian Book again. Very good. And, and maybe averages 350. But right. if they hit 350, so I don't think that's good news. No, 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 no. <laughs> So I agree with that one. Okay, question number two. Which number will be greater? A combination of Chase Claypool and Cole Komet's receptions or the number of tackles for Notre Dame's leading tackler, which are always up because of this particular offense that they're facing. I think Cole Komet and uh, Chase Claypool will have more receptions than our leading tackler. I just think they have to have a big game in this yeah. one. You know, they have to take advantage of their size and speed and everything else. So, so much improved that. Navy defense, though. Oh, yes, my it gosh. Is. Tough. Yes, you it are is. not kidding. All right, third question. Over under four and a half total punts for both teams in this game. Um, I think there'll be uh, uh, more punts. All right, we'll take more punts. The over, which is exactly what John and Lou said. As it sure well. is. All right, yeah. final question for you. Uh, number four: Who will have? It's a multiple choicer. Who will have a hundred yards rushing today? Navy. Notre Dame, neither team, or both teams. So an individual 100-yard rusher. Both teams. Both teams. Uh, that's interesting. I think that's probably yep. accurate, too. Yes, I, I really too. do. <clears throat> All right. There you go. Thank there you, you sir. Okay. Are you into predicting final scores? Uh, I am. I could, I could give you go a ahead. prediction. I love uh, it. Uh, you know, uh, obviously no Navy's going to minimize the number of possessions Notre Dame has, so we've got to be able to convert. Yep. And I think uh, Notre Dame will pull it out, 35-31. Ooh, I like it. Ah, One I like less that. than a possession a game. Yeah, we'll I take, like that. We'll take it. We'll take it. Thanks, Tom. Hope you can get back and watch the, uh, your grandsons for the, some, the other games today, too. But really appreciate you taking the kind to come out here. Thanks for the invitation. Enjoyed talking with you both. You're welcome. That's a former Notre Dame player and uh, local Marion star, Tom Creevy. This is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show live from the lobby of the Ivy Court Inn and Suites. We'll be right back. And your game day show is brought to you by Smith's Downtown Tap and Grill. Text Smith's DT to 85100 for exclusive deals and specials. Buy Mega Liquor and Smoke with dozens of locations in Indiana and Michigan. You're never far from your local Mega Liquor and Smoke. Buy Lechleitner Door. At Lechleitner, we open all the right doors. Buy Kyle's Auto Repair. A dead battery is no fun, Tim. Have yours tested at Kyle's, Lincoln Way East in Mishawaka. By Krennic RV Center, family fun starts here with 27 acres of RVs. 
Exit 39 off I-94 <clears throat> in Coloma, Michigan. By Ivy Court Inn and Suites, a boutique hotel just steps away from the University of Notre Dame that is keeping us warm this morning. And by Hotspot Wi-Fi Pods, providing Wi-Fi and mobile device support services through patented Wi-Fi Pods to ensure your event stays connected and engaged. HotspotWiFiPods.com. This is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show, live from the lobby of the Ivy Court Inn and Suites, just across from the linebacker lounge. Stop by. we still got some free, delicious uh, barbecue here. And uh, we'd love to have you. I'd love to see you. Come in and stay warm for a little while before you head out to the, the game. Tim Growl here, Vince D'Addario. Let's hit the questions before we go to our last break. All right, Tim. So, number one, which yardage total will be greater, Ian Book's total yards or Navy's rushing yards? Vince, I'm going to turn it around to you. You answer first. Well, well I'll <laughs> tell you what. I think this has a lot to do with who you think is going to win the game. Yes, it does. Because whoever wins the game is going to be the answer here. I think Notre Dame wins the game, so I think Ian Book uh, gets that nod. And I'm hoping the confidence from last week, I'm, I was going to go with that too. Yeah, I agree. All right, number two, which number will be greater, Chase Claypool and Cole Komet's total receptions or the number of tackles for Notre Dame's leading tackler, whoever that may be? Ooh, man. What have they been having? Shoot, they, both the Komet like last week and Claypool, they, they Claypool have like six or eight. Uh, you're going to be in the 10 to 12 range, I yeah. would think, combined for those two. Yeah, I think Gilman's going to have a lot of tackles, but I'll go with the tight ends or, I, the, or the receivers. I mean. I, I'm going to go with the tackler. I think okay. uh, I think you're going to see double-digit tacklers out of somebody. It I hope so. Drew, it could be Drew White. We better. It could be Aloe Gilman. Yeah. I'm um, glad they're not asking who that's going to be because okay. I don't know that I'd know the answer to that one. All right, question number three, over under four and a half punts in this game. Well, I'll tell you, if we have uh, three or more four and outs, we lose. Oh, there's no question. Um, so what's your answer? I I'm going to go under. I, I just think that it's going to be a scoring affair. I think uh, if that if that isn't over, that means Notre Dame has stopped Navy. I don't a bunch see of Notre times. Dame punting a what whole lot. What was the number? Four and a half. I'll go under. All right. Taking the under. Okay. And finally, this is the, this is the tough one. This is the one you got to think about. Who will have an individual 100-yard rusher? Navy, Notre Dame, neither, or both? Boy, I don't think we are going to have a 100-yard rusher. If they have one, we could be in trouble, although I think if we could limit and only ha let only have one of those have that, either Malcolm Perry or one of the running backs, I'm going to say they're going to have one. All right. I, I'm going to go with both. I think that uh, I think Notre Dame establishes the run. Okay. I think they'll get a 100-yard rusher. I like the way you think. Uh, but I don't think there's any way you hold Navy under 100 yards by, per a guy, for a, uh, an individual guy. So uh, I will take both on that one. I would love if we had 100 because we haven't had a one for a while It's now. been a few games, yeah. yeah it, it, well, no, Ian Book had one. Well, of course. Week, I'm taking running back. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. So he absolutely. Can, yeah, I mean, you're right. Oh, well. So you got to add him into the equation. Both. I'll change yeah. it. Can I change? Can I change both? I forgot. You can. It's not set I was thinking running backs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the uh, Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show. We'll be right back on WSBT, the sports leader. Your game day show is brought to you by Fisher's Tips and Chips Barbecue. Save the stress. Bring your tips to your ham by November 23rd. That's coming up, by yes, the way. Yes, it is. And they'll smoke them to moist, juicy perfection. South 11th Street, just over the state line in Niles. By Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Contact Matt Wilson in South Bend or Pablo Rodriguez in Granger. By Eddie Street Commons at Notre Dame. Come dine, shop, and enjoy the merchants at Eddie Street Commons. 
by Carmela's at McCree's, your post-game dining destination, and McCree's Italian Bakery for all your tailgating needs, by Budweiser, great times are waiting, grab some buds, and by Legacy Heating and Air, they offer efficient and affordable options when it comes to heating your home. Take advantage of 0% financing or rebates of up to $1,700 on select Daikin heating systems. Schedule a free estimate today at Legacy Heating and Air, Inc., and this is the Legacy Heating Air Game Day Show, live from the uh, lobby of the Ivy Court Inn and Suites. Give the Ivy Court Inn and Suites a call at 574-277-6500. we got time for just a final score from you. Well, I, you know, I, I kind of waffled back and forth. We have to have our picks into the magazine early, and I kind of had a lower score total. And I amended <clears> it this week. I think <clears> Notre Dame has the, uh, the ability, if they play the way they did against Duke, uh, I think they can get up in the 30s. So I've got 35. And I think they're going to hold Navy to 21, which is a, is a big point spread for this game. Uh, but I, I've got 35-21, hoping that they, the defense can uh, keep Navy in check a little bit. And I got 34-28. So we're go. close. And we're most, close people, most people are less than a touchdown away from each other. So. Absolutely. Don't go anywhere. The Irish and midshipman coverage continues right after the game. It's Budweiser's Game Day Sports Beat, followed by the tailgating pregame show. Then it's kickoff just after 2.30 p.m. And don't forget, after the show, make sure to draw on Sean, Sean Styers and Reggie Brooks for the official post-game show. Plan to join us next Saturday as we get you ready for the Irish versus the Eagles of Boston College at 10 a.m. We'll be right back here at the Ivy Court Inn for your last chance of the season to catch the show in person, get some free barbecue, and meet the guests. Or you can listen to the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show on your home for Fighting Irish Football 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 